you miss Canty and Carlin? So much to discuss around tonight's game. Kansas City and the Chargers, a tremendous matchup on Thursday Night Football. First time it's on Amazon Prime. That's going to be interesting to see how that works out for everybody. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. But there is a, another, uh, I don't want to call it situation, but certainly a, a fascination that we have uh, talked about quite a bit with the New Orleans Saints. And when we have gotten into the Tom Brady discussion, as we did last hour with some of the new sources from People Magazine insinuating <laughs> that he's got some uh, things going on at home with Giselle Bunchen not being happy with how it was all handled. But again, that's speculation more than anything. You know, the flip side of it is we understand that Tom has not done well against the New Orleans Saints. Not at all. What, one in four? One and four, one and five. One and four. One and four is the number. One and the four. The only win he's got is in the divisional round and a playoff run where the Bucks won the Super yep. Bowl. Yeah. And part of that is Jameis Winston. Now, I think we both felt the same way, that the Saints were not doing anything to light our fires, so to speak, compared to a lot of other people who had a lot of belief in the Saints. Mm-hmm. And our collective issue, you and me, would be Jameis Winston. Trick-or-treat Jameis is what I call him. Because... You could get either one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So last week, 269, a couple of touchdowns, no interceptions, and they come from behind to beat the Falcons. What's what's wrong with that sentence? They come from behind they shouldn't to beat have the to, Falcons. They shouldn't have to come from behind to beat the Falcons. From the Fal- two scores. The Falcons are a team that seems like they're bereft of talent. Now, I will give credit where credit is due. They got it done. Their defensive coordinator is Dean Pease. I was with him in Baltimore. He's been around the block. was with the Patriots on some of those teams that went to the Super Bowl. He knows what the hell he's doing. And the thing that was most impressive about Jameis' performance is as the game went on, you could see that he started to find answers as to how to attack that Dean Pease coach defense. All right, they were down by 16 at one point in the second half. Mm -hmm. You're talking about in the fourth quarter, Jameis Winston, Carlin, going 13-16 for 213 yards and two touchdowns. A perfect 158.3 rating. Like, that. that's what you're looking for. Be at your best when your best is required. Now, he's got the weapons. He's got Jarvis Landry. He's got Chris Olave. But I'm telling you, the way that Mikey Thomas looked, I mean, if that guy is truly back to the form where he caught 140 balls a few years ago, Mm -hmm. then look out. All of a sudden, you're talking about the Saints being one of the most explosive offenses in all of football. And then Jameis Winston in week one was second in true air yards per completion, over 22 per. Carlin, this is a big play explosive outfit. This is a dimension that this Saints offense has not had when Drew Brees was the quarterback, and that was what Sean Payton and company thought they could develop Jameis Winston into. The only question mark, Carlin, is can he avoid the negative plays and the turnovers, and I'm still not ready to say that that's completely out of his system. There are times where I feel like I need to look at something I'm saying and say, am I being unfair? And I have felt all along about Jameis Winston that I have not been able to get that image out of my head, the turnovers. Yeah. And it's not just the 30 turnovers or the 30 interceptions a couple of years ago, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not just that. Because he was throwing the ball all over the place that year. It's also because this has been who he has been for the majority of his career. Even last year, Chris, when he started the season as well as he did with 14 touchdowns and three picks, nine of those came in two games, nine of those touchdowns. Mm-hmm. As a, And I think he played in seven. He got hurt in the seventh game of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, like, they came in bunches. 
So that doesn't lend itself to really me having a lot of confidence and consistency. You just gave the numbers on what he did in the fourth quarter. 13 of 16 for 213? Correct, 213 213 yards. yards. Rest of the game? Nothing. He threw for 50-some yards. Yeah. So, yes, being at your best when it's required, how much of it is involved with the other team having a two-score lead in the fourth quarter? How much of it, like, I I don't want to take away from what he did, but I don't have the faith in his consistency. And we are not talking about year three or four or even year five. We're talking about year seven or eight now. Mm -hmm. You are what you are at a certain point. And that's what I feel like I'm at with Jameis. Is it unfair to say that? No, I don't think it's unfair to say that, but I do think you can get better, especially at the quarterback position. It's been a hell can... of a slow progression if that's the case. Well, that might be the case, but think about the organization he was drafted to. It's not like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the model of you know, functionality when he got there. Now, it's been different since Tom Brady and Bruce Arians got to town, but before that, it was dysfunction, and they were <laughs> cycling through coaches. So I'm not going to sit there and blame Jameis Winston's, all of Jameis Winston's early career struggles with turnovers on – the infrastructure that the Bucks had in place, but it wasn't the best in terms of developing a young quarterback. This, this, this is, is a different situation in New Orleans. This is a different franchise. Right. And I think that lends itself to getting the best that Jameis Winston has to offer. Now, is the best that he has to offer a quarterback that avoids the costly mistakes and the turnovers and the negative plays? Because you're talking about not having a lot of production in the first three quarters of that game against the Falcons in week one, but he didn't have a whole lot of mistakes either. Yeah. This is this is a, another one of those images that always sticks with me, right? Mm. I, we, we've talked about Jameis a lot and not having Sean Payton this year. Yeah, uh, I forget which year it was, but it was Dirk Cutters last year in Tampa. Uh. Okay, they were doing hard knocks, and they had a scene, and I think it was in the first episode of that particular year, where he had Jameis in the office, and you're hearing the conversation. And he's basically telling him, look, we're good. You're good. We've got a really good team here. I just need you to not turn the ball over and not throw it all over the place and not make decisions that are entirely too risky in spots where we don't do it. Sure. And James says, yeah, yep, 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 yep. And they ended that episode with him throwing a pick in like what was just a horrible situation in practice and Cutter losing his mind. But, like, that's just an image. It's it's turnover Jameis. And I guess I need to see it for a longer period of time before I believe the tide is completely turned on him. No, I'm with you on that. But it's not like we haven't seen quarterbacks have a second chapter in their career and be able to turn things around and get it figured out. Mm -hmm. Like, we've seen that happen before. I mean, we've seen it with a lot of different guys around the National Football League, and and you can kind of go through some of the names, but guys getting an opportunity with a different team and being able to turn around. Look at the Tennessee Titans with Ryan Tannehill. They've been in the playoffs three straight years. We didn't think that Ryan Tannehill was a quarterback that was capable of shepherding a team on that kind of stretch. But they were able to have that sustained success, and he was a big part of that. So that's just a recent example of a quarterback that was a failed top-10 draft pick going to a different team, one that has a better infrastructure in place, and then being able to accentuate his talents and realize his potential. Okay. I think there's a similar story that could happen for Jameis Winston with the New Orleans Saints, especially given how good that defense is yeah. and the skill position players around The him. skill position players 
play into it more for me. Yeah. Like I think about Tannehill, what's the first thing I'm going to think of? Derrick Henry. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not taking credit away from the guy. It's wondering where the balance is there to be able to have more success when you have the best running back in the league behind you. That's all. So I don't think it's unfair yet. And I will be the first to admit later in the year, but it's still going to take me a while to shake that that stink off. You know, you just get guys, and we, I don't know if you're like this, mm. and I'm. it's probably not good. Just people in, in your personal life that you meet, that you come across, and you form opinions about them. In and, a you rel- can't, and you can't get rid and of that. you can't shake them in a relatively short period of time. Well, think about this. Think about how the Minnesota Vikings fans felt about Rich Gannon once upon a time. Yeah. And guess what? There's Rich, your guy. Rich Gannon won an There's MVP. There's your guy. That's <laughs> took the guy a team that to a Super Bowl. To, yes. And that, uh, That's my point. Okay. <laughs> so it can happen. Okay. And we've seen that. There's so, your so guy. I guess, so I guess that's the potential that Mickey Loomis, the general manager for the Saints, is banking on given the pieces that that New Orleans Saints roster has. And here's the other good thing about Jameis Winston. He doesn't cost you a hell of a lot of money. No. He doesn't. So he allows you to reallocate a lot of those resources to the rest of your roster. You don't have to pay top-of-the-market value for your starting quarterback, which is a win. I, I would I, I'd settle for Brad Johnson right now. <laughs> nah, not the Brad Johnson that I was with with the Dallas Cowboys. You don't want him. Well, the one is. You, you don't want no parts of him. You want the Brad Johnson with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> For one game in particular. Yeah, yeah. Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 4.30, we're going to make you some money. She has been on a hot streak when it comes to the prop bets in particular. A heater. Aaron Dolan has been rolling. Rolling Aaron Dolan. I, like I love that. it. Rolling and Dolan. There you go. And, rolling and, and Dolan. There you go. And she has been really, really good lately on the prop bets. So we will be... Uh, talking to her at uh, 20 minutes uh, from now. Up next, though, when it comes to tonight's game, yes, we know that we are locked in on Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. But there are other aspects of this game that will determine the outcome. So what has your attention tonight besides the quarterbacks? They're important, and we'll tell you why next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We know the quarterback matchup is a phenomenal one tonight, but there are other aspects of this game that bear watching. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, were presented by Progressive Insurance. Be a part of the show on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. 
All right. So outside of the quarterback matchup tonight, which we know is phenomenal, mm-hmm. Chris Canty, what has your attention this evening? I'm watching the offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs and how they're going to defend against the pass rush of the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm not sure if anybody paid attention, but there was the return of the Mac on Sunday against the Las Vegas Raiders. That's right, Khalil Mack. And that guy went ape, had three sacks, including including one, and late in the game to close it out. I mean, essentially closing it like a pitcher in baseball, like, like Mariano Rivera. That's how he closed that game out against the Raiders, being able to sack Derek Carr. But the most impressive sack that he had for me, Carlin, was in the second quarter where he tackles the right tackle into the quarterback for a sack. <laughs> it's an unbelievable play. It's not something that you see very often. I, I can count on a handful of times where I've seen a play similar to that. But just the explosiveness that Khalil Mack is playing with right now, I hadn't seen that version of him in the last couple of years. So excited to see how this Chargers pass rush tries to attack this Kansas City Chiefs offense and their blocking scheme. And then when you look at the chess match between Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, and Brandon Staley, like what happens in terms of trying to find where they're going to put Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa? Because that was the other great thing that I saw the Chargers defense do move those guys around. Yeah, You're used to seeing Joey Bosa on the left side, Khalil Mack on the right side. Well, there were times where those guys were flipped. They were lined up in a lot of different places. And so just that that whole amoeba defense, that lining up and not necessarily having a set position before the snap of the ball, I think that's going to be fascinating. But it's also going to make it important for the Kansas City Chiefs to continue to get the ball out on time. That was one of the best things they did in week one. The average snap to throw time for Pat Mahomes was 2.55 seconds. That was good for sixth in the National Football League in week one. Conversely, last year, average snap to throw time for the Chiefs was 2.86 seconds, which was 24th. So that improvement is what's going to help that offensive line in neutralizing that pass rush. But that's the thing that I'm paying attention to the most tonight because I think that's going to tell the tale on who's going to win this football game. I know what the numbers were last week. I want to know about the Chiefs' pass rush. Chris Jones is terrific. Really good player. Yeah. Really like him. Frank Clark, uh, last two years, 10 and a half sacks combined, which are not Frank Clarkian numbers when you look at his career. No. Uh, When you look at the rest of their defense and what else is there and what else is not, in other words, Teron Matthew is now gone. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm a big George Karloftis fan, having watched him a lot at Purdue. I think he's... He can go. Yeah. He can rush the quarterback. Absolutely. But can he rush the quarterback yet? Like, can he do it? No, he can do it. Right now. He can do it right now. He can be a factor in a game right now. Yeah, he can do it right now. Well, this is what I'm watching tonight. I'm watching George Karloftis. I'm watching the Chiefs' ability to get to the quarterback against Justin Herbert and not just have it be about mixing up blitzes. I want it also to be about they can get there with four, even though you're talking earlier about uh, Steve Spagnolo and all right, he can get there with four, but maybe sometimes he'll he'll blitz off the slot and drop Karlaftis back. Yeah, he'll rush like a, he'll rush a quarterback and drop a linebacker or a defensive lineman. Right. Yeah. I, I want to know are they capable of putting enough pressure on a team like this tonight? They did a good job against the Cardinals. Can they do it consistently enough? where it is going to make their defense from what could be potentially a bad one 
into a mediocre one, into a middle-of-the-pack one. Because, frankly, that's all I know, that's all I think that the Chiefs need to be this year. I have no concerns about them scoring enough points. I really don't. I, I, Tyreek Hill, we can talk about how incredibly dynamic of a player he is. So, Look, so one week of seeing Pat Mahomes in that offense operate, you're not no, worried I about didn't, points. I wasn't worried about it before because of Pat okay. Mahomes, to All tell right. you the okay. truth. Okay. It really, he is a true force multiplier. Yeah. He is going to make everybody else better. Yeah. And so it, it, it kind of reminds me of Brady way back in the day and the amount of money he made for some pretty middle-of-the-road receivers. Yeah, and you know what? Dominic Foxworth <laughs> brought up this same point on Get Up yesterday. He said... Who's the receiver that he was most afraid of covering in his NFL career? He said the receiver that Peyton Manning was throwing the ball to. Yeah. You know, because Tyreek yeah. Hill has the dominant traits, but Peyton Manning is going to always make his guys right, and he's always going to put it there. So that's – Pat Mahomes has a little bit of that that swag to him, and you're starting to see it now that he doesn't have a dominant receiver out on the edge like Tyreek Hill. I think these two things that we're talking about are much, much bigger aspects of this game tonight than just the quarterbacks. In other words, they're not, I shouldn't say much bigger than that. That's the sexy thing everybody's going to pay attention to. Yeah. Here are the other things you need to watch to see how Justin Herbert's playing and on the flip side to see exactly how that offensive line of the Chiefs is working against those pass rushers because that's going to determine how those two quarterbacks play. No doubt about it. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN+. Plus. So with that in mind, we told you what we have our attention on, but when it comes to gambling, what do you have your attention on? Or what should you have your attention on? Aaron Dolan, on a heater, joins us next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. want to remind you first, though. To present, uh, what do we got? Something from, we got uh, Fanduel. We got, we got a little Fanduel. Fanduel Our friends yeah. at Fanduel. You got to get involved. Kick off the football season with Fanduel, America's number one sports book. Join today to get started with hundred and fifty dollars in free bets, guaranteed. When you place your first five dollar bet, just sign up with promo code Play to get in on the action. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't fumble your chance for a bag or to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Do you miss Canty and Carlin? She's been red hot lately, particularly on prop bets. And uh, we're, Chris and I were just talking a few minutes ago, Aaron. We, maybe it's now, you know, rolling Aaron Dolan or something like that. Because you're rolling right now with these prop bets. You've been on fire with it. Thank you, guys. Love a little hyped-up intro. Obviously, I got way too hot week one, so we're trying to sustain it for week two. So keep that in mind. Aaron Dolan, ESPN betting analyst, joining us right now. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. So what are you looking at tonight? All right, tonight we are going with the Chargers on the money line, okay? The Chargers beat the Chiefs in the same environment that they're going to be playing in tonight last season in one game. The defense for the Chargers also is just so much better, and I do expect the Chiefs to see some regression in this game after a week one beatdown against Arizona. I think it said a lot more about Arizona's defense than, let's say, the Chiefs' offense, for example. So, the Chargers' defense is just stout overall, especially against the pass. And then in this offseason – the Chargers added pro bowlers and edge rusher Khalil Mack. They also got cornerback DJ Jackson, which only adds to their strength there for that pass defense. And plus, this defense also held a potent Raiders offense to just 19 points in week one. We got Justin Herbert, arguably a top five quarterback. And yes, Keenan Allen's not going to be in this game, but he still has weapons. He's got Austin Eckler, got Mike Williams, Gerald Everett. So I think that's going to overcome Keenan Allen's absence. This game, to me, personally, it feels like it's going to be a shootout-style game. And when we're sometimes looking at a game overall, the last thing you're thinking about is the kicker, for example. But Harrison Butker, he's going to be out for this game. He made over 90% of his field goals in his career. 90%. His replacement, Matt Amendola, has only made 13 of 19 of his career attempts. So that's 68.4%. Is this a sometimes shootout or, you know, a field goal-type situation at the end of a game? Am I really trusting Matt Amendola, probably not. I really do like Justin Herbert and the Chargers in this position. I know a lot of people love taking them with the points. We were red hot last week, so we just want to keep it rolling with the money we got in the bank right now and just put it on the Chargers' money line. Chargers' money line right now, by the way, plus 175 on Caesar Sportsbook. Okay, Aaron, so you mentioned Keenan Allen out, Donald Parham out. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening with J.C. Jackson, but what are the player props that you like in tonight's matchup? I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes to throw an interception, and people online were not happy with this play. And I don't even care. I don't care about that because we were red hot, remember, so we're trying to find these markets that are kind of – people aren't thinking about, I should say. So Mahomes threw 13 picks last season. Three of those were in the two games against the Chargers. And like I already talked about, what did the Chargers do this season? Well, they upgraded their defense, especially against the pass. Now Mahomes didn't throw an interception against the Cardinals in week one, but the Chargers front four with Joey Bosa, Yaxley Max, they're going to pressure him. The Chargers snagged three interceptions against the Raiders in week one. So I do think that there might be a little bit of mistakes in this one. I think, it, you know, these are two really high offensive teams, high power passing teams. So I just think if this is a really fast paced game, there's likelihood that there's going to be errors. And just considering how Mahomes played against this team in two games last season, there's just a feeling that Patrick Mahomes might throw an interception. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's one of my favorite plays for tonight. Aaron Dolan, ESPN betting analyst with us. Rolling in Dolan. There you go. Rolling in the dough. <laughs> I said Lynn. that 20 minutes I ago. I know. 
I know you did. I'm just <laughs> repeating it. Okay. For those who weren't here 20 minutes ago, that's what it is. Okay, I don't need you to hex barrel my, right. my slogans I, listen, for Aaron Dolan, okay? I don't steal material, okay? okay? the next thing we got to do for Aaron is figure out what walk-up mu- music she wants when she comes on our show. <laughs> you keep winning, you'll be good. I the Meek Mill. There it is. Dreams and Nightmares. I love it, Aaron. I like <laughs> there it. There we go. I like it. Uh, let's hit it with uh, this weekend. What do we have in terms of uh, what you're looking at on Sunday, the games that jump out to you? All right, some games that jump out, Saints money line. Um, I feel like this is one of the games that we've really been talking about. Everyone's seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers injury report. It's very lengthy if you have not checked that out. But the Saints won both games last year. They're playing at home. They typically, for some reason, they own Tom Brady. I don't understand this whole thing, but they are really good against him. And there was two losses last year. Taysom Hill was under center in one of them. Trevor Simeon was the quarterback under center in the other one. So just seems a little bit odd. And then on top of that, if you look back, the most turnovers and sacks taken in a game that Brady has had in the regular season with the Bucks, all four of them are against the Saints. So I just think, look, they didn't look good in week one. They were able to make that, you know, historic comeback in that fourth quarter, putting up a ton of points, able to get the one-point win. But at the same time, I just think that playing at home, the Saints will be able to pull out a win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's see. What else are we looking at? Uh, Tennessee with the points plus 10. I know a lot of people think the Bills are going to be rolling, and it makes a lot of sense. I mean, they look unstoppable. They should easily be able to get over 10 points. For some reason, my gut is telling me that Tennessee is going to play well as a dog. They typically do 6-2 and two against the spread as a double-digit underdog as of recently. So I just – this is one of those spots that just – I know it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I think that Tennessee might be able to keep it a little bit closer than we expect. We saw them beat this team last year. And the Bills, they had like a little bit of a rough patch in the middle of last season. They went three and five in eight games. And I'm not saying that they're going to go into week two and look as bad as they did during that stretch, but there were some head-scratching losses, such as the one when they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That made absolutely no sense. So I just think that this game might be a little bit tighter than people expect. And then there's some player props that I'm keeping my eye on. Anytime we look at the board and you see a really high total, what you want to do is go to that anytime touchdown score market. So I'm looking at the Cardinals, Raiders, I really like Devontae Adams to have a touchdown. He had one in week one, and we know for the Cardinals, they just allowed the Chiefs to put up 44 points. Patrick Mahomes was having so many ba- had so many passing touchdowns in that game. So I do think Derek Carr will be great with Devontae Adams again. So I'm going to take him anytime touchdown score. And then the one market that's just not up just yet because player props do trickle in throughout the days leading up to kickoff. I'm going to go with Micah Parsons to record a sack. Obviously, this guy was unstoppable last week. And the Bengals, I mean, they're not going to protect Joe Barrow. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. So waiting for that market to post and see what the line is at. But that's another one that I have my eye on for this weekend. Aaron Dolan, outstanding stuff. ESPN betting analyst. He'll be rolling in the dough, Lynn. There we go. Aaron, we'll (laughs) talk to you next week. Enjoy the games. Thanks. Thanks, guys. All right. Up next. Tonight, there is a really, really interesting question when it comes to these two quarterbacks in particular. And uh, we're going to play a little game of respect it or check it. Hello. I know this is a particular Canty favorite. Yes, sir. So we will do it, and you will want to hear it, I promise, next on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It is Thursday Night Football, and it is the first game for the regular season on Amazon Prime. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, at least in primetime with the new package, new Thursday Night Football. It's the Chiefs and the Chargers. And so the the one thing that you need to keep in mind is if you are in L.A. or if you are in Kansas City, it will be on over-the-air TV there. But otherwise, you have to go on Amazon Prime to find it. I'm a big Amazon Prime viewer as it is. Are you really? I, well, we watch some of the shows on there. Okay. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, all right. I, haven't, like got, I haven't gotten into that one. Eh, it's, it's, it kind of fits. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. No, all but right. it's, listen, there's a lot on Amazon Prime to watch. There's good. a ton of content on yes. Amazon. Like, and, I don't understand how you can filter through all of it. But yeah. I do like the fact that the Thursday Night Football banner is right there, and it's been there all week. Yes. So I know exactly where to go. You will not have any go. trouble finding I it. I won't have any trouble finding it. Now, my father, who's a baby boomer, he will. And he ta- <laughs> he calls me this morning asking me to help him troubleshoot because he went out and bought a Roku to make sure that he could watch the game because I told him a couple of days ago, you're not going to be able to watch this on NFL Network like you could in the past. You know, the NFL Network Thursday Night Package, they would split the games with whoever had the rights. But Dad went out and bought a Roku, not realizing that a Roku is not a fire stick. And so I told Dad, oh boy. okay, here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to install your Roku, but then you're also going to have to download Amazon Prime and get an account. I said, good luck with that. <laughs> Could not help him with it, but one of my brothers is going to come over after work today and help him troubleshoot that. So that is probably ongoing right now. In the Canty household. Now, would your parents, do your parents order stuff off Amazon or not? No. What are you talking about, order stuff? They go to the store, Carlin. Okay. That's what my parents do. They grocery shop. My Listen, dad spends hours in Home Depot. That's what they do. I, I'm right there with you. I'm the guy that has. No, I'm to, not there. Well, I order everything off Amazon. Uh, no, I, 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 in terms of this, yeah. I'm saying, I'm with you. I order stuff off Amazon too. But when it comes to my mom, I, I had physically have to go over to the apartment when she can't hit the input button right. Exactly. So, like, if Netflix <laughs> isn't on, like, we may as well just shut the world down over at my mom's house. Yeah. So that's a problem. And, yes, it is going to be a bit of an issue for people, but I don't think, given the way we all consume our content today, I am not worried about this in the least. This is not 10 to 15 years ago. Is it going to take you a while to adjust to the first down yardage marker being marked with the Amazon arrow? Uh, probably. It's going to take you a minute? I'm kind of interested to see what they have in terms of their production. Because it almost looks values. like a smiley face under the down and distance. It does. It's a smiley face with an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. It's time for Respect It or Check It. Respect It. Or Check It. With Canty and Carlin. All right, let's go a little respect it or check it. Evan, is this you? You're going to do it for us, or am sure. I going to do it for Kent? Nope, Canton? I'm in. You're in. Evan let's... Wilner, have at it. All right, let's go. Justin Herbert, at the end of the season, will get more MVP votes than Patrick Mahomes. Respect it or check it, Canty. No, I got to check that, man. It's been a long time since we've seen an MVP that didn't win their division, and right now I got the Kansas City Chiefs as... 
the champs for the AFC West until otherwise notified. They've won it six years running. I don't think that that's going to change this year. I know the defense is a work in progress, but the way that offense looked on Sunday, listen, I'm buying into what Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Eric Bieniemy are cooking, so i got to check that. I'm going to check that, too. And the other reason is simply that there's been so much talk about Patrick Mahomes losing Tyreek Hill, and if he goes out and has an incredible season without him, people are going to look at that, and they're going to consider that when they are making their votes. So, yes, I will check that right now. Saquon Barkley will finish top five in the league in rushing. He's number one after week one. Respect it or check it, Canty. Why are you doing this to me, Dev? Why are you doing this to me, Ev? Why? I got to check this. I'm not buying Saquon Barkley being top five in rushing. He's had trouble staying healthy in every single season except for his rookie season, and that's going to be a big factor in terms of being able to pile up those rushing yards. Plus, you got guys out there like Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook. Uh, I mean, I I just, Derrick Henry, I I don't know that I can assign that level of productivity to my guy Saquon Barkley, even though he was phenomenal in week one. Oh, I forgot one guy, too. DeAndre Swift from the Lions, you better watch that dude, too, because he's a problem. He is a problem. Justin, Her- with with this, I'm going, though, with Barkley, yeah. I'm going to respect, respect it. it. I'm okay. going to respect it. And the reason is, I like the edge that he had after the game the other day. And this is ad- attitudinal. Is that a word? I like it. That is a word. It, 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 well, it is. Even if it wasn't, it is. Because I love his little edge now that he's got. That was basically blank everybody. I'm doing this. And you can tell how much he's been ticked off by what's happened uh, over the last two years. And basically every one of us, and I'll say us, writing him off. I include oh, myself I wrote him in off. that. I yeah. wrote him off before the season. I said he was one of the most overrated players in the National Football yeah. League. I am glad to be proven wrong as a former Giant. I just, I pray that he stays healthy because if he does stay healthy, he will finish in the top. But Carlin, he hasn't been healthy since 2018. I know, I know, but I'll respect it just for now. Okay. Carlin, I'll ask ask you this one first because I know Canty's going to rip my head off. Hold on, Evan, wait a minute. We got to do this segment right. This is Respect It or Check It on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Evan, the floor is yours. Oh, I didn't know I needed to reset. Absolutely. We're a professional radio show, or at least we try to be. (laughs) I'm not. The AFC North is actually a better division than the AFC West, Chris Carlin. Respect it or check check it. it. Come on. (laughs) That's a ham and egg answer, man, bro. (laughs) Check it. Listen, I'm a Steelers fan. Clown question, bro. Look at who. It is a clown question, Bryce. It absolutely is. Uh, No, no. Look at the quarterbacks. Just look at the quarterbacks. Mm, Mitch mm, Trubisky. mm. Come on now, Jacoby Brissett. No, no, check it. You know what? I want to dignify that with more of an explanation. Check it. Yeah, I'm going to check that too. Cosign, retweet everything that Carlin said. Keep it pushing with the next question, Ev. This is that, respect- That's the Evan agenda that's being pushed right oh, there. Oh, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, that's the Evan agenda. I'm not falling into this state propaganda. <laughs> Evan Putin. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs> This is Respect It or Check It on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. The Patriots, you don't do it all the time. Right, you, you don't, don't do, do it, it every, every question, question. Because then that just sounds so formulaic. <laughs> the Patriots must beat the Steelers on Sunday. Chris Canty. Respect yeah, I'm going to respect that. I'm going to respect that because the Patriots have the Baltimore Ravens the Sunday after in Foxborough, a game that Carlin and I will actually be calling together as That's a team. Right. That'll be a lot of fun. But uh, I'm pretty sure that Bill Belichick would not like to be 0-2 going into that ball game. So this is a must win, especially considering the quarterback you're going head-to-head against 
is Mitchell Trubisky, a quarterback that only led his offense to having 13 first downs and 64 net yards in the second half of that game against the Cincinnati Bengals. So, yeah, this is one of those that you got to win if you're the New England Patriots. If you don't, you're probably talking about your season being over. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. We'll re- I'll respect it. And the reason is is simply that the Steelers are not that good. Again, I go back to the point, <laughs> comparatively speaking, <laughs> yeah, 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 they've got a you... great defense, but I go back to the point that they won that game completely because of their defense when they turned a team over five times and had to scrape it out. I mean, It took them 70 minutes to win that game. Yeah. That, and they turned them over five times. And, and That's a problem. Yeah, it is a problem. It was a little bit too hard work. Uh, they feel good about winning, but uh, I'm sure there are plenty of guys who had some sleepless nights this week. I'm going to say I respect it. All right, so Cardi B tweeted, L-M-A-A-A-O, I get blamed for everything. Kevin Durant quote tweeted it with hashtag blame Cardi B. So my question for you guys, and respect it or check it, Cardi B is to blame for the Nets getting swept in the playoffs. Respect it or check it, Carlin. Is there just, can I stop it for one second? Is there just something wrong with Evan saying Cardi B? No, like, like I hear him. I, I he just feels no. There's nothing wrong with Cardi. Evan saying Cardi B. Cardi B is for everybody. I, I know she is. If it's, it's just... up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck. <laughs> She's for everybody. I don't know. He sounds a little awkward saying it. No, That's it all doesn't sound me. awkward. Well, I like to judge people. Uh, yeah. yeah, why not? I'll respect it. I mean, the, the Nets can find anything to blame but themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Katie and Kyrie. There's no shortage of people that they point the finger at. Wasn't their fault. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Come on. I don't understand that, but yeah. Hashtag blame Cardi B. <laughs> is there something, That's KD's deal now. Is there yeah. something you guys would like to blame Cardi B for? My weight gain? I probably can't blame her for that. Blame Cardi B for your weight gain? I, I'm looking to blame everybody but myself for that. Mm. Come on. Mm. What do I want to blame Cardi B for? I want to blame Cardi B for the second half collapse of my New York Yankees. Did she start... Aaron Judge got married. She's not dating him. That's not a thing. No, but she's always repping for the Bronx, repping, repping the Yankees. So yeah. I, I can blame her a little bit for that. So you, I you, feel like that's fair. She's put the bad, bad yeah. juju on them, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Hashtag mm. blame Cardi B for our bullpen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's Cardi B's fault. Absolutely. You can't wait for Chapman that Juan, to get that back. Wandy Peralta <laughs> keeps dirting pitches. <laughs> Blame Cardi B. (laughs) Come on, Cardi B. I can't blame her for gas prices, but because they've come down a little bit. No. Uh, Blame Cardi B for inflation? Uh, Probably could. Inflated a little bit? I don't know. Respect it or check it. Brought to you by (laughs) FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. (sighs) I don't know how we can make that anymore. Where's the transition from Blame Cardi B? Where do you go? Is it best if I just... Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.